Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, folks. Here's another episode about vocabulary focusing on homophones. I did a premium series about homophones uh, and jokes last year, and it's absolutely full of common homophones in English, with various jokes added in for good measure. I think it is the place to find out about all the homophones in English and to learn jokes for each one. Teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info to get access to all the premium content. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, listeners. How are you doing today? I trust that all is well in podcast land. This is the second part of a double episode about learning vocabulary with one of my friends, Fred Iango. In the last episode, if in fact you have heard the last episode, and I'm assuming that you have, so in the last episode, you heard about how Fred has been using a spelling game to discover new words, and this led to a discussion about what to do when you come across new bits of vocabulary, including how using online dictionaries can be a really good way to expand your knowledge of words, and also about how just staying curious about new words is very beneficial, and how learning one word leads you to another word, and before you know it, your vocabulary has expanded exponentially. It certainly works for Fred, whose vocabulary is really strong. At the end of the last episode, Fred and I were on the Collins Dictionary website, and we were about to do one of the word quizzes that you can find there. The one that we chose was about easily confused words, words that sound the same but are in fact different. So that's what's happening in this episode. Listen to Fred and me doing a quiz about some homophones, words which have different spelling, different meanings, and yet the same pronunciation. So there's vocabulary, pronunciation, and spelling to learn here as we go through various words. But also there are the usual tangents, little jokes, and things like that. I hope that you learn some things from listening to this and that you also have some fun while doing it. I will recap the various bits of vocabulary that you will hear during this episode. I'll recap those things on the other side of the conversation. And it's a list of at least 30 vocabulary items. So I'll go through that list at the end of the episode to make sure that you've got it. You'll see the word list on the page for this episode on my website, of course. But now I will let you rejoin my chat with Fred about learning vocabulary, using online dictionaries and a word quiz about homophones. Hello, we're talking about language. Sit down, let's have a chat. Hmm? A bit of a chat, sir. A bit of a chat, yes, Doctor, just a bit of a chat. <laughs> what about, sir? About English as a global language. This is a conversation. Yes. I would like to talk to you. Okay, let's talk. Let's have a quick conversation, huh? What do you think? That's what we're going to do. Away, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a conversation about language. 
I actually really like this website, as I've said. I'm not sponsored by Collins, by the Neither way. This I. is like free um, promotion that I'm giving We'd to them. We'd love to. <laughs> do you think they have? Do you think they do ads for dictionary? The English podcast is sponsored by CollinsDictionary.com. Uh, I don't know. I've never heard Collins sponsoring anyone, but you know, Collins. Hey, if you guys, if you you're wanna, listening, want to come up with a like a tagline for Collins? Um, what would Collins say? <laughs> <laughs> trust Colin. Yeah, trust Collins. Um, CollinsDictionary.com. Collins, Collins the, the word. The Phil Collins of English. <laughs> he was a very successful yeah. uh, pop star. He was. Yeah. He was. Anyway, quizzes. They have quizzes on their website. So if we have a look at the menu on CollinsDictionary.com. So we've got English grammar, English commonly confused words in wow. English. Do you want to do a quiz? Yeah, I do. Uh, we've, there are others as well. Um, uh, I, I like the... We're just doing English, and this is English vocabulary. So we've got choice of collocations, confusables. These are words that are often... What's a collocation? Con- a collocation. These are words that always go together. Okay. Uh, in, in French, collocation is living together, right? Yeah. Yeah, so your flatmate mm-hmm. is your, in French... Uh, coloc. Coloc. Colocataire. Colocataire. Short coloc. Okay. So in the same sense, I guess the word comes from French, but okay. for us, collocations are words that live together. Okay. So for example, we'd say do business, yeah. not make exactly. business. Exactly. Right? So do business, yeah. is that's a collocation. Yeah. So there's collocations, there's confusables, words that, whoops. <laughs> words word, who live in sin. <laughs> words that are confused. <laughs> now, words that can confuse us yeah. in the sense that two words that are often very similar. Okay. Idioms yeah. and just usage. Which, okay. um, so what do you fancy? Uh, that's a bit of confusables. Confusables. Okay. So, quiz. Confusables. Qu- there are five questions. So, the two words are minor and minor. They're pronounced the same. Mm-hmm. So, they are homophones, Ooh. right? But the spelling is different. Minor, M-I-N-E-R, or minor, M-I-N-O-R. Which version is correct? So, there are two sentences. The first sentence is, I watched... As each coal miner was brought to safety, yeah. and I watched as each coal miner was brought to safety. But how do you spell miner in this context? By the way, uh, what do you think? What, what do you think about the situation? Because context is everything. Yeah. I watched as each coal miner was brought to safety. What what's happening in this situation? So I think um, it's it's a, the situation is that you had some miners that were locked in some location. Uh, trapped, I trapped, would say, probably. Yes, trapped, yeah. Know, like the guys in Chile a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that inspired this situation. It's quite this, possible. This phrase. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so observing people that were trapped, maybe underground, what do you think? Coal? Coal would coal. be, a, yeah, like the, the material, coal. Fuel that exactly. we dig from Charcoal. the ground. Yeah, it's it's used in in, in So that could farms. be your, your main clue. We'd be, I think it would be coal. So yeah, so coal miner, uh, someone who goes underground to dig coal yes. out for in- industry or for yes. whatever. So, um, but how do you spell miner then? Is so, it M I N O R or M I N E R? I would go with E R because coal mine, like a mine where you dig coal. M I N E, so miner, M I N E R. That's right. You're yeah. you're right. It's the correct answer. Let's, um, click. Let's find out. Oh, yes. it's green. It's green. green. Is the color of good. <laughs> Green is the color of success. (laughs) 
which is dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um i watched this, so the other spelling of minor m-i-n-o-r mm-hmm. a minor in certainly in, in america in america uh, a minor is someone who is underage yeah someone like under the age of consent i guess is or, or just generally someone who's 21 under the age of 21 age, i would say so i mean i guess it depends on the context under the age of whatever you know in most countries it's 18 you know, of countries is like uh, twenty one. Okay, so you know the sort of thing you hear in a court case, yeah. like what you know, uh, he was uh, found guilty of uh, you know uh, whatever. Like you know, in in court cases, yeah. often in America, like the fact that the person involved is a it's, minor, it's, yeah, is it, it makes it more or less serious in yeah. some way. Usually more, <laughs> either if they're the perpetrator, which is like terrible. Or if they're like the victim, which is also usually terrible. If the victim is a minor, obviously that's terrible. But if the if the if the perpetrator of the crime is a minor, mm. it might mean that their sentence is lower. Oh yeah, no, actually, yeah. So that could be a mitigating. But it can, it can like I was thinking worse than like can be like more sensational if you read it in the news. If a minor ends up in the news, it's like oh boy. A minor found, you know, if there's yeah. a high school shooting or something, Ooh. and the and the perpetrator was a minor, that's yeah. obviously very that's bad. But that's minor, meaning a young person, basically yeah. in the eyes of the law. But also, we have other uses of minor. Um, you go dark on this podcast. I like that. <laughs> well, it's just, I'm trying to like restrain myself, and you're just like school shooting, <laughs> keeping it real, man. Columbine, just keeping no, it no, real, no. keeping it real. Yeah. What else? We also have minor in music, a minor key, minor ah, chord. Yeah. You know, A minor, A minor, D minor, the saddest of all keys. Oh, yeah, oh. I don't know if it's true, but it's just a little joke from the film Spinal Tap. Oh, I never finished. You've never it. seen Spinal Tap. I know Eleven, and I never finished it. One day, one day. Yeah, you must. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> it's a wonder. I'm gonna. I, I'd like to do a podcast about that. Oh, but boy. minor, M I N O R. So yeah. a minor chord. I mean, I could play a minor chord, but I think everyone knows uh, the piano is not plugged in, unfortunately. So pressing the keys on the piano will do nothing. Um, oh, come on. I'm going to play a minor chord on the guitar. Examples are, great, are good. So that's, that's, <laughs> no, that's a major chord. Sorry. Ha, ha, ha. Major chords, <laughs> which make you feel all happy. You know. C, hey, D, hey. Everybody's, oh, happy. everybody's happy. But then if you do it in minor Hello, keys. Everybody. It's raining. It's raining. Suddenly everyone's sad or melancholy. Okay. Yeah, it's a whole like going on YouTube and finding minor versions of very happy songs or major versions of uh, horror movie themes. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, Halloween really sounds fun all of a sudden. (laughs) Minor, major, Bill Bailey. So I don't know if you know Bill Bailey, but he's definitely oh, yeah. one of my favorite comedians of all time. And he's uh, is, is he in Black Books? He's in Black Books. Yeah. He's Manny in in Black Books. Yeah. He's absolutely brilliant, and he's a he's a um, he's an absolute musical whiz. Um, okay, he's brilliant at everything. And what what he does in his comedy is that he kind of dissects music in really funny ways. Okay, so let's just have a little listen to Bill Bailey talking about major and minor keys. I got it. 
I've always preferred the minor key, even scales, the, 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 the building blocks of music. The minor scale is much more evocative, the beautiful melodic minor. The hopeful ascent, the depressing descent. Things are looking happy and joyful. No, they're not. They're depressing and bleak. <laughs> what a great voice. The harmonic minor with that. Things are getting joyful and what is it? No, they're not. They're depressing and bleak. Bleak is a good word. Oh, yeah, it is. B-L-E-A-K. I'll let you check that one out, listeners. Collinsdictionary.com. <laughs> what would Colin do? What would, what would Colin say? Anyway, right. That little Indian ragger at the end. <laughs> it's impossible to play that without playing this. Playing live, He's, yeah. He does it all live, yeah. Minor key is so much more evocative. The minor key is so much more evocative. He, spe- he sometimes speaks a bit quickly, but minor key is so much more evocative. The major key too eager to please. Like me, like me, like me, like me. Like me, like me, like me, like me. I'm the major key. Yeah, wonderful. Oh, hold on, I keep pausing it just to help my listeners, but I'm going to let it play. Okay, okay. We, we, we should go off mic so that we don't like laugh over the top of his words or something. He's like me, like me, like me, like me. Back off! I prefer the minor key. Some of the world's great classical music is written in the minor key, like Furelisa. In the major key, it doesn't work, does it? Sounds like a Bavarian milking song. Okay, I, I will, we'll stop it there, but that's, that's minor, M-I-N-O-R, but we're talking about miners going underground to get coal. So yeah. you were right, Fred. I watched as each coal miner was brought to safety. M-I-N-E-R. Next. Ready for the next one? Next one. Oh, that's a nice one. So what are the two words? Seller or seller. Again, homophones, seller or seller. The first one is spelled C-E-L-L-A-R. The second one is spelled S-E-L-L-E-R. So you have to drag the correct answer into the box. So read the sentence for us. The box had been stored in the blank at the family home. So blank is where the the word should go. The box had been stored in the blank at the family store. So Family home. At the family store? Family home. Yeah, I said family store. You did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll forgive you. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, which seller goes in the blank? So is it seller spelled C E L L A R or seller spelled S E? And it's pretty easy, no? Pretty easier. Yeah. Pretty uh, easier than the previous one. It's seller with a C. Yeah. Which is the the um, high up in the house? Oh, no, sorry, uh, attic. Uh, well, we learn every day. We do. We, we keep learning. We live and um, learn. Up in the roof of the house, that's the attic. the attic. In American English, we call it the loft in, in, the, in British English. The loft? Yeah. Oh, but the loft is something completely different in most languages, isn't it? It's like a loft. Like a, in French, a loft is like a big, open, like 
an apartment is like basically one large open room. Yeah. A loft. Mm-hmm. Lofty. A loft is an attic. Okay. Yeah. And how do you, is, is cellar? We, we actually, we do say attic as well, but, but I think it's very common for us to say the loft. Okay. So it's like, you know, you keep your old clothes up in the loft. Is there yeah. an American word for a cellar? Is it a cave? I think they'd say cellar or yeah. basement. Basement. Basement is American? Yeah. Oh, let's basement. Be, we need to be a bit clear, though, because mm-hmm. often when an American will say, yeah, you know, we just had a little, you know, I I, I, um, I, pl- I play guitar in my basement, mm-hmm. or it's just something I've been doing in my basement. Yeah. It, often in American houses, a basement is a very comfortable place where yes. there's furnishings, there's carpet yeah. sometimes, it's, or, yeah. or a, you know, it's like a sofa. It's like and, an additional room in the house. It's a nice, comfortable yeah. additional room with a sofa and stuff. Maybe some shelves where they keep things. Things, but it's it's often a place that you can actually spend time and maybe yeah. watch TV and stuff. Yeah. But um, cellar, the cellar. But in 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 the UK, your cellar would probably be not a place that you could really relax. It's a place that you just keep stuff it's for storage. Yeah, you keep an old yeah. bicycle in there, mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. some smoke. Alan Partridge, some smokeless fuel, <laughs> a, a, a bag of cement gone hard. <laughs> I don't know, just like very specific things you keep in yeah. your cellar. I don't, I don't think wine's the neatest thing anymore. You can get good wine in Tesco's now. I'd love to make a genuinely popular wine programme. Can I just shock you? I like wine. <laughs> despite what I just said earlier. At any one time, I have nine bottles of wine in my house. Really? Interesting fact. Uh, it's my weakness, I'm afraid. I've got a cellar. So have I. There's no wine in it. You know, it's just... <laughs> A couple of bikes, some smokeless fuel, and a uh, bag of cement. <laughs> Gone hard. Seller, S-E-L-L, is someone who sells. Yeah. Buyer, seller. Buyer and seller. Next. Okay. Steak or steak. This, this is a good one. S-T-A-K-E or S-T-E-A-K. Right. The only thing on the menu was steak and kidney pie. That's the only thing that was on the menu? <laughs> Yeah, would you like to see the menu? There you go. There's just one thing. Steak and kidney pie. Five pounds. But regular size menu. Big menu, just big with letters. Like, with like size 72 font. <laughs> Steak and kidney pie. Would you like to see the menu? No, I think I got it. It's yeah, all right. Thank you. You think they listed like like 20 times of like starters, entree, dessert, drinks? <laughs> no, it's just... The only drink is steak and kidney pie. <laughs> Starters, steak and kidney pie. Yeah. Main course, steak and kidney pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dessert, steak and kidney pie. Yeah. Side side dishes, <laughs> steak and kidney pie. Appetizers. Drinks, yeah. Steak mm-hmm. and kidney pie. Mm-hmm. Lunch menu, steak and kidney pie. Cheese? No. <laughs> steak and kidney pie. <laughs> Cheeses, yeah. Steak yeah, and cheeses, kidney pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Breakfast menu. Steak and kidney pie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kids menu. <laughs> <laughs> Kids menu. Steak and kidney, steak and kidney pie. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, listeners, are, some people might not know what steak and kidney pie is, but it's a pie <laughs> made with beef steak. You're and, missing out. <laughs> and, ki- and kidney. Kidney, yeah. those organs that your body uses yeah. to clean. Fil- filter. Water. It's, it's a fil- filtering system. you got two of them. Yeah. You, you, can, some, you can survive with one. You can survive with one. Yeah. Listeners, you know what we're talking about. Kidneys. Kidneys. And it's traditional that 
in England, often it, you couldn't just have steak pie because mm-hmm. the steak was too expensive. The beef mm-hmm. was too expensive. So yeah. you had to put kidney in it yeah. too, which was a cheaper meat. Yeah. Um, I've kidneys, actually. They're, they're coming in Cameroon. Yeah. Kidneys, yeah. kidney can be good. Yeah. I mean, they're good. They're good. I used yeah. to find it disgusting. But when yeah. I was a kid, if my mum was like, you know, what's for dinner, mum? Steak and kidney pie. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'd like eat all the steak, eat yeah. all of the pie. And leave the kidneys, wow. and then my mum was like, "Eat up your kidneys, or you can't watch Superman 2. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Maybe. steak and kidney pie. Yes, it's steak because S T E A K is uh, the 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 you know the food, and steak S T A K E. Guess is I can use it in context. Like mm-hmm. I have a steak. To have a stake in something is to be involved in something, to have some uh, interest in something. A stakeholder. Yeah, it can be a financial term. So like this is fine, the stakes. Yeah, I just said stakeholder. The stakes are high. Stakes are high. Exactly. That doesn't mean that there's beef hanging from this. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean there's like some meat somewhere smoking marijuana. Oh, the stakes are high? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, homophones are always very rich in potential for jokes yeah exactly you could come up with some joke about you know the stakes were high like you know i went into a what it be i went into a butcher's and all these all the beef was really stoned yeah the stakes were high no that the joke doesn't work the joke doesn't work because the joke has to work on many levels and that only works on one level so no this butcher has so many ladders yeah the stakes are high but it still doesn't work because why are, I if, think it works more and more. In English, though, <laughs> the expression, the stakes are high, mm-hmm. means that there's a lot of risk involved yeah. and uh, in a project. Yeah. And if, the, if you fail, you, you, you're going to lose yeah. a lot. Yeah. Whereas if you, if you win, then you gain, you, you're going to win a lot. You're going to yeah. gain a lot. This is the final of the World Cup of, of, <laughs> of sport. The, the, the bovine World Cup. <laughs> Cow football. Yeah, the cow football World Cup. And butchers, no, this is the <laughs> it's the World Cup of Butchers, and uh, you join us here in Argentina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no the, the World Cup uh, this year is taking place in uh, Amsterdam. Uh, oh. The, World, the Butchers World Cup. <laughs> oh. We've got competitors from... Mm-hmm. Well, well Ar- Argentina, because they, yeah. they do cook a lot of steak. Yeah. Um, France. Do you do a lot of and France. Meat. Argentina versus France. Yeah. But it's taking place in uh, Amsterdam this year. So you could say that the stakes are high this year. <laughs> We're getting there slowly. <laughs> slowly <We'd>, but surely. <laughs> we could work more on this joke, but uh, I think... We, it, we will. <laughs> we, well, unless we stop. I think it's not worth developing mm. that joke any further. But oh listeners, you get the idea. Okay, listeners, I'm interrupting here because obviously it's very important that we actually do come up with a proper version of this the stakes are too high joke, right? So as you've heard, the stakes are high means that there's a great potential for losing a lot or winning a lot, okay? So if you're gambling, if you're gambling, betting money and you're putting a lot of money down, like let's say you're playing a game of poker and everyone's put a lot of money in, okay, uh, you stand a chance of winning a lot of money, but also because you've put so much money in, you could lose a lot. So the stakes are high. Well, that's what that means. And obviously, we've got to come up with the final version of this joke. And I knew that one existed. And I've just Googled it. 
I cheated. I didn't come up with it myself. I've Googled it. So here we go. Are you ready for this terrible joke? Okay, this is it. This is actually from a university website from the University of Lancaster. Here's the joke. A man walks into a butcher's shop and inquires of the butcher, Excuse me, are you a gambling man? The butcher says yes. So the man says, I bet you £50 that you can't reach up and touch that meat hanging on the hooks up there. Because the butcher's got meat hanging up from the ceiling. And the butcher says, I'm not betting on that. And the man says, but I thought you were a gambling man. The man retorts. Yes, I am, says the butcher, but the stakes are too high. This is actually the comment from the University of Lancaster website. They've got some commentary on this joke. So it it says this. Clearly, the joke comes about because of the fact that the words stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S, and stakes, S-T-A-K-E-S, although they are spelled differently, are homophones. They have the same sound structure. Uh, Moreover, there is a cause and effect relationship between the two resulting versions of the last clause of the joke. (laughs) Talk about dissecting the frog. The stakes are too high because the stakes are too high. The butcher knows he can't reach them. The butcher may be a gambling man, but he is not so stupid as to bet on an outcome he knows he can't win. Hmm, fascinating stuff. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. All right. Next. This is the penultimate one. Do you want to read it? Bridal or bridal? Hmm. I think I know what the second bridal means, but I'm not super sure. How do you spell the first bridal? B-R-I-D-A-L. Yes. And the second one is B-R-I-D-L-E. Bridal. Mm. Bridal or bridal? Uh, take the bridal to pieces to give it a really good clean. Take the bridal to pieces to give it a really good clean. Well, I know which one it is, but I'm not sure, you know, by like... You're not sure why. Elimination process, but I guess I don't know what the other bridal means. So I guess what we can do for listeners is break the words down a little bit. So both words have Mm B-R-I-D, but the first one ends A-L, and the other one ends L-E. So does this help you, just the the suffixes of these words, or let's say the the morphemes or the, the ending part of the words, does this give you an idea idea of which one is an adjective and which one is a noun mm. well the the first one ending in al uh, is probably an, an adjective and it is uh, adjective yeah. adjective yeah not adjective french because i've you know adjective right adjective that's, that's what the example we were looking adjective. for so um, adjective in english yeah. and there are the schwa sounds adjective adject, adjective and if isn't a schwa sound but adjective okay anyway so bright schwa sounds schwa, sorry schwa sounds? schwa you don't know what schwa sounds are yeah. in the when you look at the phonemic script mm-hmm. the schwa sound is represented by looks like an upside down e have you ever seen uh, that yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. E, which is upside down. Yeah. And it's really oh, important. like a, like, oh, it's like, like an uh kind of. But it's, but the upside down E, I mean, forget, it's not E invert, yeah, it's not no. like backward. it's not saying E backwards, yeet, you know, it's not like, yeah. so never mind that. It's kind of a muted sound. It's a muted vowel yeah. sound. It's mm-hmm. actually uh. Yeah. So in the word adge- adjective, it's, it's the middle yeah. Vowel. So you've got a, it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be adjective. 
for example. It's not adject. It's not adjective.、Mm. It's adjective. Adjective. In、huh. British English. Yeah.、Um, Yeah, I mean, in American English, probably adject- adjective. Yeah, yeah. But、um, yeah, but different, I guess. But schwa sounds are really important because we we use them in the often in the unstressed syllables of of multisyllabic words and and in、um, weak forms of little auxiliary verbs and、okay. prepositions.、Mm-hmm. Um, do you, you know? Do you use a seatbelt? So do you? I was going to mention this earlier.、Yeah. Do you? It's Often reduced to j.、Yeah. It can it, do you can be、uh, do you.、Yeah. So d.、Yeah. There's a there's a schwa sound.、Mm-hmm. Do you, or it can be do you. Right. So it can be do you or do you, and it can be ju.、Uh, yeah. Ju. You like do you want a cup of tea? Yeah. Ju. You know ju.、Um, yeah. Or it can be ju. I, th- I guess I say more ju as well. Do you. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Do you? Yeah. Do you know? You know,、yeah. like, do you know Paul Taylor? Yeah. Do you know? Do you? Yeah. Do you?、Mm-hmm. Or do you know Paul Taylor? Yeah. J. J. Yeah. No. And when、do、it's you know? when、yeah. it's do you use? That's the j- thing that happens. <laughs> yeah. Basically, that's what happened. Is like I I do I I think I can detect a J. Like do you know? Like. But do you use? It was so. It was so fast. It was so fast. It was crazy. Yeah. Do you use seat belts? Do you, do you use seat belts? And it was not a lot of context either. It was just do you use seat belts? Kind of nowhere.、Mm. Do you use seat belts? Wow. There's always going to be things that you don't understand、okay. when you're watching films and TV. I mean, when I watch films and TV, I often don't. If I when I'm really thinking about it, I often don't catch every single word, especially in the cinema. Sometimes I go to cinemas where the、mm-hmm. sound system is not yeah. great. Yeah. If it's got an echoey or a poor sound、mm-hmm. system,、mm-hmm. and I sit in the cinema and I'm just like,、yeah, I'm I'm struggling to follow what's being said. I'm just sometimes like, the sound of a movie can be terrible. Yeah, yeah, too it, loud, too too low, just just not mixed right. Too, too many、much. explosions.、Yeah. Too much music. Oh, we wanted to talk at one point about uh, the, like movie vocabulary. It's going to have to be yeah, another time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's, but it's also fun because it's a lot of like,、uh, like kind of specialized vocabulary, which is always interesting. Yeah, and maybe like digging into the origins and everything. Yeah, yeah. we can we can do the movie、yeah. stuff.、Um, that's another podcast yeah, for another, another time. One. That's another one.、But、let's finish this. So bridal and bridal. So okay, bridal a l is an adjective. Bridal l e is a noun. And well, take the bridal to pieces. So that the this is our elimination. This is using grammatical knowledge、yes. and lexical knowledge to work it out, even if you don't know the meaning. So、mm-hmm. you're kind of like cheating the test in a way. <laughs> take the bridal to pieces. So what kind of word is missing? Is it is I mean the something? So it's going to be a noun. It's be a noun. So it's bridal l e. Yeah. But what is a bridal then? I think a bridal is an item of clothing.、Um, I thought it was like there's. Is it a thing for? I thought it was a thing for horses. Like, mm. Like to. Yeah, you're right. You are right. clothing for horses. Obviously, is what、oh. I meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the countable noun a bridle is a set of straps that is put around a horse's head and mouth so that the person riding or driving the horse can control it. So what does it mean to take something to pieces? Well, you, if you're gonna to going like. To like Going take, back, sorry. Going take, back to the example, it says, "Take the bridle to pieces to give it a really good clean." Oh, like to kind of like okay, I see, I see, like 
take it apart like in piece like little pieces so you can clean all the little pieces okay i see yeah exactly because you need to clean it because it's been on a horse's head and the horse's sweat and all that stuff so okay and then the other one bridal is the adjective that relates to to, to bride what? and weddings bridal did you say like bri- bridal shower is that a thing no it's it would be a uh no we'd say baby shower baby shower when a when a when a girl's yeah. having a baby but yeah no, it's um, it would be a hen do or a hen party yeah. or a bachelorette party in yeah. America when it, before the girl gets married, so a the, party, the, the bridal bouquet, yes, yeah, bridal bouquet of flowers or the bridal suite. Hmm. Yeah, what is bridal? I've got that collocation in my head, bridal suite. But uh, is this hmm, bridal suite? I I'm bridal bridal shower. Oh, it, it go was back, go it, back. it was there, was it? Bridal shower invitations. Okay. Kaboom. I did it again. Yeah, you did it again. <laughs> 10 points to spread. I'm still learning English as well. Mm-hmm. But um, this is interesting. Wait, aren't you married? <laughs> I am married, but we didn't use the word you bridal shower. Uh, it was because, you know, I'm British, you see, Fred. <laughs> and in Britain, we'd say hen party or hen do. Mm-hmm. And maybe in, a, in, the, in America. But maybe the bridal shower is something else. Let's not, la, la, let's, not la, la, let's not go too far. But <laughs> I need to, far. you know, I don't like to leave things undone. Okay. Uh, let's quickly look at Wikipedia. Uh, a bridal shower is a gift-giving party. Gift-giving. Held for a bride-to-be in anticipation of her wedding. So, hold on. So, this is like a, a baby shower. Yeah. Because a baby shower is when uh, people yeah. give gifts to the mother. The mother-to-be. Uh, to be uh, gifts for the baby. Yeah. Uh, they shower the mother and the, the, the child with yeah. gifts. Yeah. So, it's a, exactly. you know, so a bridal shower is showering the bride with yeah. gifts. But that's not the same showering as... Showering the bride with strippers. Well, <laughs> mm, hold on. <laughs> you're referencing the, 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 uh, the male version, which is a party that the groom would have. Oh, no, uh, yeah, or not. I mean, or ma- not. male strippers. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Right. Female strippers, even. I think there's everything out, everything for everybody out there. But the, let's say the strippers yeah. for the bride to be that wouldn't happen at the bridal shower. I think that would be at the the bachelorette party. Yeah, the Hindu, as you the said, Hindu in the United mm-hmm. Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, yeah, a bachelorette party I think is normally a much more crazy party. Yeah, yeah. Whereas a bridal shower Supposedly. seems to be more of a something that would happen yeah. at home and yeah. a more homely affair, more homely affair with gifts and wholesome, wholesome and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Going back to the quiz. So bridal, yeah, the bride and the groom in a wedding. Bridal is the adjective. Uh, bridal suite. I was. I need to. I need to tie up that loose end as well, Fred. Bridal. Oh, su- uh, bridal suite. Bright. Yeah. Okay. It's a. It's a. This. It's a name of a film, but it's. Um... Yeah. It's. I think. Yeah. It's. It's a type of. Um. As you said, like room in a hotel, like a very, like the bigger, biggest, more expensive room. Uh, that's reserved for like. I mean, not reserved. I'm sure you can book it. I don't think they care if you're married or not. But usually, for like brides and grooms, like newlyweds. I now I I predict, and this is we're going to end it with this the mm-hmm. the bridal suite thing. I predict that a bridal suite would be a room, a fancy room where the bride would sleep before the wedding. Oh. She would sleep in this fancy room before mm-hmm. the wedding, and then after that, it would be the honeymoon suite. Oh yeah, makes right? sense. Makes S- more sense. Suite here, S U I T E. Yeah. 
meaning a room, a fancy room in a hotel, maybe yeah. with a like a bathroom attached to it yeah, and stuff like that. Exactly. Uh, suite, not suite, S W E E T, which is that's another homophone. Yeah. Uh, we know the word sweet, like sugar is sweet. And finally, the last confusable of the day. Ah, oh, that's a nice one. Do you, want, do you want to go ahead? Yeah, muscles or muscles. Hmm. So more homophones. Apparently homophones are confusing. So add the muscles and put the lid on. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. So muscles, the first one is spelled M-U-S-C-L-E-S. And that is pronounced muscles. It's not pronounced muscles. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Easy uh-huh. mistake to make. Yeah. And then yeah. muscles spelled M-U-S-S-E-L-S, a much more logical spelling. Mm-hmm. So muscles with M-U-S-S. C-L-E-S, or muscles, M-U-S-S-E-L-S. So add the muscles, muscles. to the uh, add the muscles and put the lid on. What do, again, we need to think about the context of that sentence. Yeah. Uh, what's, the, what's the situation in, in that sentence, do you think? Well, put the lid on uh, probably refers to uh, cooking. Could be. A pot, yeah. A pot, yeah, yeah cooking I, pot. I would assume from context, put yeah. a lid on, admitting that we're looking for something edible. Yeah, um, food. Yeah, food. Cooking so, a kind of food. So, yeah. which one of these is food? The second one. M U S S E L S. Yes, it's muscles. The, the correct answer. Which uh, crust? Are they crustaceans? M- mollusks. Mollusks. <laughs> yeah, I love your vocabulary, Fred. Thank I love the much. fact that you <laughs> crustaceans and mollusks. Yeah, yeah. mollusks mm-hmm. are a kind of shellfish. Nothing. No. Yeah, yeah, but wait, I need to step in oh, here. Oh, shellfish. Shellfish yeah, true, true. is an umbrella term mm-hmm. for, let's say... Mollusks. <laughs> mollusks cr- and crustaceans. Oh, that is true. That is true. Yeah, it's more like a food term, like a culinary term. Yeah. Than, we talk... Shellfish, yes, I guess it is. A, yeah. Uh, yeah, often You go to a is. shellfish restaurant. Yes, but... Hold on. You'd yeah. probably go to a seafood restaurant. Seafood restaurant. Yeah, that's the thing. Because seafood yeah. includes fish yeah. and octopus. I'm allergic to shellfish, people say sometimes. They do. Yeah. Which I guess they refer to crustaceans, I guess. Because it's usually shrimp. That's the culprit. <laughs> it's normally the, the shrimp. The, usually uh, shrimp. The mm. bad boys of the yeah. Self, yeah. shellfish world. Stop turning me pink. Why does Sean Connery hate crabs? Because they're shellfish. <laughs> Oh, R.I.P. Old man, R.I.P. Mm, yeah. Um, okay. We were so, uh, charismatic and weird. <laughs> who? Sean Connery. Yeah. Was he weird? Yeah, he was. He had some he, views. He had some opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And he had some controversial opinions about how he treated his his women, his women, which the women is, in his life, which is not cool. Yeah. <laughs> not cool. James Bond isn't really that cool. I think. James Bond- it's like, you know, it's like everything. Like, it evolves. It's, it's fine. The, the history happened, you know. I wouldn't do it the way he did, certainly. <laughs> and I don't think it's anything to aspire to, really. The, I mean, the lifestyle? No. Too dangerous. Bad for the knees, probably. What, James Bond's lifestyle? Yeah. Bad for the knees? Yeah. And women? <laughs> and women? And women's knees? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. 
Certainly. Not always. Certainly. I mean, I think some of the women were, were happy. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, No Time to Die. The new James Bond film, which we've been waiting for since... For like, what, two years now? It was like about to be released just as yeah, COVID arrived. Just as COVID it's like, right. new James Bond film in the cinema soon. And then COVID was like, uh-uh-uh. Here's a theme song. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've all watched that motorbike jump on YouTube lots of times. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. it's going to be good. I'm just waiting for that party in Jamaica or whatever they're doing there. They're, they're in Jamaica in the yeah, film? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Love rhythm. <laughs> but yeah, I oh god, movies. Uh, we'll, we'll do movies another time. We're, we're, it's another podcast for another time. Yeah. So that's mussels, M U S S E L S, the uh, mollusks, uh, shellfish or seafood that we uh, might eat. Are black shells with an orange flesh inside. Yeah. And they're lovely in to eat on the on the uh, seafront in Normandy or or in other in parts of Belgium. The UK. Belgium. Associated with Belgium and and parts of England as well. We we mm. have mussels there, so yeah. the southwest of England. Yeah. Good mussels, mm. um, mussels and, and and a plate of chips or fries or yeah. frites. Yeah, in yes. French the moule, right? Is that moule. Right? It's one of those. It's that word. That sound again. Moule. Moule. Ooh. 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 Moule. Yeah. Moule. Exactly. Moule. Moule. Moula. Young moula. Having moula. What's moula? Money. Oh, yeah, moolah. Yeah, moolah meaning money. Okay. M O. So you say moolah. 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 Oh, God. Here we go again. Moulin Rouge. <laughs> oh, wait. How do you say Moulin Rouge? Moulin Rouge. Oh, yeah. In, in England, they'd call it the Moulin Rouge. The, that film. Moulin Rouge. The film Moulin Rouge. Yeah. yeah. I watched it like the uh, last holidays, Christmas holidays. It's bonkers. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's like oh my god, have I have I ingested ecstasy by mistake? Oh no, that's just the colors of the movie. <laughs> well, he, uh, Baz Luhrmann was going for that kind of like absinthe inspired uh, yeah. Paris in the twenties sort of yeah thing. yeah yeah exactly um, moolah. That's how we say. So, listeners, we're, we're jumping around all over the place, but this is what you've come to expect from Luke's Young English. Moolah, baby. Um, moolah is a slang word for money. Here we go. Moolah. Moolah. Uh, a couple of examples. We didn't have much moolah, but she was always good for chicken soup. Yeah. There should be an example uh, quoting um, Lil Wayne, really. Lil Wayne, does he yeah. talk about moolah? Young moolah, baby. Young moolah? Yeah. Why is it young? Why not? Because <laughs> it's Lil Wayne. I guess it's old money and there's young money. Or, or new money. Ah. Yeah. So he's talking yeah. about being rich, uh, I think so, and 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 yeah. the bling and uh, having yeah. new money. YMCMB, young money, cash money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think no one has ever pronounced it with such a serious tone. Young money, cash money, baby. <laughs> Is that how he says it? No, that's how I say that's it. That's how I you think just said it. It shouldn't be said like that. It's supposed to be said in a in a uh, in a cool way that I will not attempt. <laughs> no, <laughs> me neither. Don't do it. Cash rules everything Don't. around me. Cream. Get the, Get money. the money. Dollar, dollar, dollar bill, bill y'all. <laughs> we yes. just embarrassed ourselves yes. in front of the entire world. It's fine. But, <laughs> but you know, at least I am familiar with the work of the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. I do stand up. I know public shame. Yeah, I'm used to it too. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's, it's something that we can move beyond. Yeah. It's okay. So. Everything's good. It's all good. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. And then muscles, M-U-S-C-L-E-S, is yeah. the muscles on your body. Yeah. Which, which are also technically edible. <laughs> technically <laughs> edible. I mean, meats. It is meat. It's muscle. I wouldn't, uh, you know, that's not what I think when I see someone who's been to the gym. Ooh. Mm, hungry <laughs> mm. for lunch suddenly. Salt and pepper? Mm, no. <laughs> this is a zombie-related thing, Fred. I did the zombie episode recently. <laughs> Listeners, a little callback to call the zom- zombolocaust yeah. episode I did uh, recently. But no human flesh has been, has been uh, consumed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> that we know of. Our score, five out of five. You're super smart, says Colin. So we got it, listeners. And you can get a little summary of all the sentences. The coal miner that was rescued. The box which was stored in the cellar. Yeah. Uh, the only thing on the menu was... <laughs> steak and kidney pie. Steak and kidney pie. Mm-hmm. Take, the bri- take the bridle to pieces to give it a really good clean yeah. after it got sweated on by a horse. Yeah. And the mussels, put the mussels in the pot and put the lid on. Yeah. Cook them with wine. Cook white them wine. It's mm, going to be nice. White wine, garlic, and some herbs. Mm, herbs with an H. With a H. Not a H. H? Unless you're Irish, because they do say A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. Oh. But that's a controversial one. Some people in England get really annoyed when they hear people say H. And no, 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 no. I was doing a thing. It's oh, you were H. doing that on yeah, purpose? Yeah. Yeah, you know so what you're em- doing. Em- emphasize the herb. Okay. Herbs. H herbs in American English it's herbs. I know, I know. Yeah. I make the mis- that's one way I always like switch. Sorry, switch around like herbs, herbs. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Also, thyme. Apparently, you don't say thyme. I've been saying thyme a lot. You say the 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 herb. Yeah. The herb. Uh, you say yeah. thyme. T h y m e. It's thyme. Thyme. Yeah. Mm. And there's again lots of jokes that you could make in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. The sort of thing I would say in the kitchen to my wife yeah. to make her laugh and she wouldn't get the joke. Yeah. So she's like, Have you got any time? I was like, Well, I don't know. I've got about half an hour. You know, that sort like, of thing. I think I made it. When I discovered it, I made a time drug recently. Wait, can I find it? Uh, is it worth it? I guess we'll know in about a second. Cooking in the kitchen, my wife says, How much time do we have? <laughs> and I say, About half an hour. And then she goes, What? Oh, make make yourself a favor. Replace the word time with the word time in the lyrics of that dirty dancing song and enjoy the ride. I've it doesn't change the meaning at all. The time it, it of bar- my- it barely changes the meaning of the song. So it could be a song about herbs. I've been waiting for so long, and I finally found someone who. I mean, what's it called? I've had the time of my life. Yeah. And I think glad I, spend. I think imagining them talking about the herb doesn't change the meaning that much. They're kind of like, oh my, oh my God, I've been waiting for so long for someone to bring me the right herb in this kitchen. This is okay. This I is think. how we're going to finish the episode. <laughs> I'm just going to very on quick, a high, very quickly, yeah, on a fair, on a, a high note. Can we sing it, or are you going to be like you know, some co- copyright thing? Had the time of my life. No, I never felt like this before. Yes, yes I swear is the truth. And I owe it all to you. They've had the time of their life. Which frankly, sometimes when you find like good quality time, you're like, this is the time of this is indeed the time of my it's life. The best time. And thank you for giving it to me, you know? Yeah, and putting it on a, on this Now pizza. with passion in our eyes, there's no way we could disguise it secretly. So we take each other's hand because we seem to understand the urgency 
of adding time to the soup. Come yeah, <laughs> it's it, very urgency because I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry. Very like, hungry. I've been waiting so long now. I've, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the chorus is about the time. Just remember, <laughs> you are the one thing I can get enough. It's about the herb. So I'll tell you something. This could be love because I've had the, the time, time of, of my, my life. life. So that's a really good soup. I've had <laughs> the time of my life and I've never felt this way before. And I swear it's the truth and I owe it all to you for bringing the herb with you when you exactly. came. Well, Fred, I have had the time of my life. <laughs> In this episode, thank you very much for coming back. Thank you for having me. Let's do the 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 we we it didn't end up discussing one division, which it's it's getting better. I'm I'm looking forward to the last episode, but like we'll discuss that another time. I've had a couple of people say to me, "Hey, have you talked about one division or the Mandalorian on your podcast yeah. yet?" So I've got like people. Yeah. Everyone wants to talk to me about it. I, I'm like struggling. Who am I going to choose? Yeah. So I, I'm going to talk about one division and the Mandalorian. I yeah. don't know if it's going to be with you, Fred, because yeah. I've got other people who... I know, I know, no, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you saw me, yeah. But, but um, we're, we're going to have a conversation about films and film vocabulary and stuff. Casually, um, yeah, that's yes. going to be interesting. Yeah, 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 okay. But this, this is the last last episode today, looking forward to it. I feel it, it got better, the show. What, this episode? No, WandaVision. Oh, WandaVision got yeah. better. Yeah, <laughs> this is the end of LEP. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, I didn't tell everyone, but yeah, uh, that's it. No more podcast uh, stuff. I'm joking, I'm joking. It's the, uh, it, will, it will continue. Yeah, WandaVision. Like, it, it's, it's, it's got good. Um, it, it, int- it intrigues me. I was on the fence, and now I'm like, I want to see what's up. <sighs> I can't go into it. Mm-hmm. Just can't. Don't get me started on one division. Now. Okay, then. Then let's just. We're trying to finish this episode. Let's finish it. I've had the time of my life. Thank you, uh, Fred. And I've, I've, uh, had it, I've had it as well. And also, I want to say that we're that we are all learning English. That it never stops. Even, even let's say native speakers of English. Yeah. Also, are learning. They native speakers of English also misunderstand films when they 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 uh, uh, watch them or listen, misunderstand song lyrics. And think that people are singing about herbs when, in fact, they're singing about uh, just time that they've spent with yeah, each other. Exactly. And and we all, you know, need to expand our our English in various ways. So there we go. We're all we're all doing the same thing. Yes. Okay, Fred. Nice one. Cheers, mate. <sighs> it was excellent. Excellent. <laughs> So that was Fred and me doing a word quiz about easily confused words on the Collins Dictionary website. I certainly hope that you found that useful and perhaps you could consider checking out those word quizzes as well on the Collins Dictionary website, collinsdictionary.com. Again, they don't sponsor this podcast, but maybe they should. I mean, I've even got the perfect line for the advert, haven't I? Are you confused about which word to use? Just think, what would Collins say? and go to collinsdictionary.com. So I've even written the advertising copy for them, but no, they don't sponsor this podcast. Um, And I should say, it's not actually Collins Dictionary, uh, a dictionary owned by a man named Colin, like Colin apostrophe S, Collins Dictionary. No, it's not that. It's like, hello, I'm Colin. This is my dictionary. It's got loads of words in it. Uh, No, I think that Collins, it's actually C-O-L-L-I-N-S. Collins is a surname like Phil Collins. In fact, here's a fun fact for you. 
the name for Collins Dictionary comes from William Collins, an industrialist from Glasgow, who set up a printing press in the 1820s. And in the early 1840s, he started printing illustrated dictionaries. And the rest, as they say, is history. So it's William Collins. That's the Collins Dictionary. Uh, the publishing company uh, for Collins Dictionary is now known as, as Harper Collins. And in fact, they are based in Hammersmith in the W6 postcode area of London, which is where I was living when I first started my podcast. So that's why, by the way, that's why there's a W6 on my logo. I don't know if you've ever wondered what that W6 means. It's, it's because basically that's my London postcode. So, wow, there you go. That's interesting, isn't it? In any case, you can find more of those word quizzes and things like that at collinsdictionary.com. So let me do a vocabulary recap, okay? So just like the previous episode about the New York Times spelling bee, there are a few words that I feel I should recap at the end here. So let me just quickly go through some of those words again, just to make sure that you got them, okay? And again, as I said before, this word list is available on the page for this episode on my website. So first we had a miner, that's M-I-N-E-R. A miner is a person who works in a coal mine, for example, or a gold mine, or any other mine, a copper mine. A mine is a um, like a big hole in the ground that's dug in order to extract various precious metals or substances. Okay, a mine... Uh, like a coal mine. Coal is that black rock that is used as fuel. Um, That's M-I-N-E, a mine. Um, I suppose, why is it called a mine? Is it because the first person who found, like, coal, he said, that coal, that's mine, you know, I don't know. Anyway, mine and a miner, right? A coal miner. Then another miner, which is a person, that's M-I-N-O-R, would be a person under um, a certain age. So when they're legally considered to be um, like a child, basically, in the eyes of the law, and especially in American um, in American law, they talk about minor, you know, like um, you know, crime involving minors. That's M I N O R. Then also in music, you have the minor key and the major key. So minor key here is spelt in the same way as the uh, minor in American law, and major key M A J O R. Right, the minor key is, sounds a bit sadder. Like, for example, this. That's E minor, and that's E major, you see. Minor keys instantly make you start crying. Everything's miserable, and then, ah, it's not so bad in the end. Right? Minor, D minor, and D major. Right. Um, then we've got the word bleak. Bleak, B-L-E-A-K. Uh, how did that word come up in the conversation? I can't really really remember, but bleak just kind of means uh, a bit hopeless. And um, let's see, like if you look outside the window on a cold January morning, things can look a bit bleak, uh, meaning cold, empty, um, desolate, right? Also, a situation can be bleak. If a situation is bleak, it means it's bad and it looks like it's unlikely to get better. Right. The, you know, the future looks bleak, for example, sort of depressing, dark, generally bad. So that's bleak. Next, we have the word evocative. OK, and evocative basically means 
something is good or really interesting because it produces pleasant memories or produces pleasant ideas or emotions or responses in people. So certain kinds of music can be very evocative because they can elicit certain feelings from you or certain images or memories. Okay. Um, I think that Bill Bailey said that the minor key is so much more evocative. It somehow brings forth, uh, you know, stronger feelings or emotions. Um, then we've got the, the words seller and seller. So if we start with seller and buyer, seller is someone who sells something and buyer is someone who buys something. So that seller is S-E-L-L-E-R. The other seller is a um, part of a building. So it's the room below the house, which is used for storage, like a wine cellar. That's C-E-L-L-A-R. Okay. Then you've got basement, which is similar to a cellar. This is an underground floor in a house which could be furnished. It could be a place that you could actually spend time in comfortably. And this this use of the word basement is probably a bit more common in American English. But buildings in the UK have basements as well. But you'll find, you know, something like the car park will be in the basement. You know, something like that. Or maybe there's a gym in the basement of the office building. But uh, a cellar is a specifically a kind of a storage place, and it's usually quite dark and a bit cold and not very nice. Okay, then you've got the attic or the loft. And I mean, to be honest, in British English, both of these words are used, and it means the space at the very top of the house. Uh, you might need a ladder to climb up into the attic or the loft, and that's where you keep stuff like old photographs and old books and records and things. Then you've got stakes and stakes. So steak, spelled S-T-E-A-K, uh, that kind of steak is obviously uh, food. It's like a piece of meat. And uh, steaks, S-T-A-K-E-S. Hmm, steaks could be in a, in a, if you're gambling, the stakes could be how much you look, how much you could win or how much you could lose, which is why we say the stakes are high. Steak is a complicated word. You also can say to have a stake in something, meaning to have an interest in something. For example, if you're an investor, you might have a stake in a company, meaning you've bought some shares in the company as well. And then that that terrible joke, the stakes are high, right? Let me just say that joke for you. So um, a man walks into it. This is actually from a website that I can't remember the website address. But anyway, a man walks into a butcher's shop and inquires of the butcher, are you a gambling man? The butcher says, yes. So the man says, I bet you £50 that you can't reach up and touch that meat hanging on the bu- hanging on the hooks up there. So in a butcher's shop, often there is meat hanging on hooks from the ceiling. I bet you can't reach up and touch that meat without using a ladder. And the butcher says, well, I'm not betting on that. And the man says, but I thought you were a gambling man. I thought you were a gambling man. The man retorts, yes, I am, says the butcher, but the stakes are too high. Okay, terrible stuff. Moving swiftly on, we have the word bridal. Okay, and bridal. So bridal, B-R-I-D-A-L, is the adjective relating to bride. Like in a wedding, you have the bride and the groom. The bride is the woman getting married, so it might be the bridal suite. We assumed would be a a room in a hotel for maybe uh, a woman who's about to be married. Uh, Bridal, the other one, is B-R-I-D-L-E. And these are the leather straps that go around the head of a horse that are attached to help um, control the horse. So bridal, B-R-I-D-A-L, is um, 
relates to the bride and groom and bridle b-r-i-d-l-e is a thing on a horse okay baby shower a baby shower is a party which is organized in order for friends usually friends of the maybe the husband and wife i mean husband and wife not necessarily married friends of the the father and mother to be visit and um give gifts basically um it's often it's a baby shower before the birth it might be before the birth or just after the birth anyway it's friends come around and give gifts either gifts for the parents or gifts for the child then you've got a hen do or a hen party or a bachelorette party so a hen do or hen party this is when a girl is going to get married and she has a big party beforehand and it in england it often will involve going drinking and crazy things happening um, a bachelorette party is exactly the same um, is exactly the same thing, but in America, right? And then a bridal shower is similar to a baby shower, except that it's when a woman is getting married and her friends come round and offer her gifts. Okay, then we've got mussels, the food that you eat, and mussels, the things you have on your body. So mussels, M U S S E L S. These are uh, shells, shellfish that uh, you can eat um shellfish right uh, black shells with an orange flesh in the middle mussels yum 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 very delicious and tasty and then mussels are things you have on your body and when you go to the gym and you lift weights and things you are developing your muscles m-u-s-c-l-e-s then we've got mollusks a lovely very specific word that fred came up with his vocabulary is very impressive so mollusks Oh, God, I can't quite remember what mollusks are. Let me see what Colin says. He says, advertising Colin again. Uh, Mollusk. A mollusk is an animal such as a snail, clam or octopus, which has a soft body. Many types of mollusk have hard shells to protect them. Okay, so I suppose that means a um, a mussel is is a kind of mollusk. Then we've got shellfish. This is an umbrella term that includes mollusks and crustaceans that we eat. Okay, crustaceans, that includes, you know, crabs, lobsters, stuff like that. So that's shellfish, mollusks and crustaceans. And then seafood is an even bigger umbrella term. And this just includes all the stuff from the sea that we eat, including fish, octopus, squid, crab, lobster, shellfish, mollusks, right? Then we've got the word moolah, moolah, which is for me a bit of a sort of a cockney slang word, you know, do you know what I mean? Come and give, give me the moolah. It's a slang word meaning cash. Then we've got the word herbs. Okay, herbs, pronounced herbs in British English and pronounced herbs in American English. A herb is a plant um, whose leaves are used in cooking to add flavour to food or as medicine. So herbs like, you know, oregano, basil, thyme is another herb. So, But thyme, the herb, is spelt T-H-Y-M-E which sounds exactly like time, you know, the thing that uh, is just keeps happening. It keeps moving forwards. It's, you know, it's one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, right? Time. So time and time, ha ha ha, they sound the same, which makes the lyrics of that song uh, from Dirty Dancing, I Had the Time of My Life, uh, sort of have a slightly different meaning when you think that he might be t- singing about herbs. Okay, so that was a little roundup of the vocab. Um, you also heard us briefly uh, at the end there talking about one division. 
WandaVision is a newish TV series by Marvel Studios. We also mentioned The Mandalorian, which is a Star Wars TV series. And um, I really must talk about all this new pop culture stuff at some point on the podcast. I know that there are some people out there who would like me to talk about these things. There's new Star Wars TV stuff, new Marvel TV stuff, like, for example, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I've also been watching. And even like Zack Snyder's Justice League, which I did see. Um, So lots of sort of films and tv stuff to talk about but it's all going to have to wait i'm afraid there are so many things to talk about and do on this podcast and i have so many episodes in the pipeline at the moment but there are only so many hours in the day also as i've just mentioned i have a big backlog of episodes in the pipeline so i'll have to publish all of those before i can think about new stuff in any case uh, i hope that you have enjoyed this episode this couple of episodes with fred And, um, you know, as ever, please do leave your comments in the comments section. It would always, it's always nice to hear from you. And yeah, all right. Have a lovely day, morning, afternoon, evening or night. And thank you again for listening to this episode of Luke's English Podcast. I'll speak to you soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.